Morning, church. I think we do a little better than that. Come on. Come, let me say it again. Good morning, church. That's better. That's better. That's better. That's better. <laughs> uh, how's everyone doing today? Yeah. How are you doing with the Daniel fast? Good? All right, good. <laughs> I decided to skip breakfast this time. So it's very difficult for me that I have to look at my lunch bag all day from Brewster <laughs> to the bronze, not touching it. My wife has a way of packing that little bag with all the goodies, and coffee smelling in the car is just, is just too much for me. But I have to remember that I'm doing this for his purpose. So praise God. And I'm also asking that God, the Lord gives you the strength and the power to go through this process. It is good. God bless you all. Um, let, last week, Pastor spoke about the, um, the Lord's Prayer. Um, most of us have been reciting this prayer from when we were young. That now, when we speak, we don't even pay attention to it. We just say, do it and do it, and we just get it out of you without actually paying attention to the words. So what I'm going to ask you this morning to do for me is that we're going to stand up and recite the Lord's Prayer. But I'm also going to insist that we do it slowly. Okay, can we just stand up please and then do the Lord's Prayer together? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts. As we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. Please be seated. Thank you very much. My assignment this morning is to speak to you about give us this day. It's a very short verse, verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. First, I want you to notice something. That when you transition from your will be done on earth as it is in heaven to give us this day our daily bread, I kind of feel that it's a little bit abrupt. Especially when we say this prayer in a fast mode. There is no please, no I beg you, no oh Lord, no would you, not even can you Lord. It sounds like a demand. It doesn't square, square, it doesn't square with the preceding statement like hallowed be thy name. So let's remember that these are the words spoken by Christ and taught by Christ. And each word has a meaning. When we do it fast, we, 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 don't really, we don't really feel the weight of each word in this, in this prayer. The poetic and powerful mind of our Savior, Jesus Christ, that is revealed in this prayer. The reverence of God, the Father, by his Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. But do you notice that when we do it slowly, that, 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 that abruptness disappears? 
The way we approach God in humility and praise is through this prayer. And we acknowledge him as the awesome and powerful God that he is. He is the reason that we are here this morning. We must worship him in reverence to build up the relationship of a of father to his children. When we pray, give us this day, we are seeking the heart of God, our Father, for our provision. The Lord's Prayer is reflective, very solemn, and full of reverence for our Abba, God. In give us this day, our daily bread, there is dependence on God, both physically and spiritually. We place our needs, provisions, and our desires in the hands of a powerful God. The Bible says all good things come from God above. Therefore, when we say give us, we are relying on God, the giver of all good and perfect gifts, to provide for us. I need not remind you that our life as believers is based solely on dependence on God for everything. We are to seek his help with humility and reverence, for we need our Father God for everything, great or small. Listen to what the great King David says in Psalm 40, verse 17. He said, but as for me, I am poor and needy. May the Lord think of, of me. Lord, you are my help and my deliverer. You are my God. And the Bible says we have not because we ask not. Well, you may, you may have heard of some believers who feel awkward about asking from God. Some say he's too busy to care about us and our needs. Others say, why should we ask? He is God and he should know what we need anyway. I personally believe that these thoughts violate scriptures like Matthew 7 verses 7 through 8. Where Jesus says, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the doors will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. Our Father in heaven gives good things to those who ask. The same is true of Psalm 55, uh, verse 22, which commands us to Cast all our burdens on the Lord, and he will sustain us. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. The Lord wants his children to ask from him and to depend on him for everything. He has he that created the heavens and the earth, the universe, enjoy our dependence on him. The God that created all the creatures of the air, creatures of the land, beneath the land, creatures of the deep, crave our dependence. What a privilege. Jesus is teaching us to ask from the Father because he did. Many times we see him seek and ask from the Father. He lifted his hands and eyes to the heaven in prayer before calling on Lazarus to come out from the grave. In Gethsemane, he fell on his face and prayed to the Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. But what is this bread we're talking about? Why are we asking God to give us bread? 
Bread in this prayer is both physical and spiritual. Bread is found in all nations of the world. I didn't know this until I checked. And there are about 50 popular brands of bread in the whole world. Bread is food for our physical sustenance and has the basic ingredients for life. Here in America, there are choices and options. Every item in the stores and supermarket, this, this always blows my mind, has varieties. And so is bread. So what I'm going to do this morning is that I'm going to give you the 20 most popular brand names of bread. Only in America. Now, listen, you can raise your hand if you have heard any of this bread or you, it's your favorite. Just, you can just raise your hand. You can do it more than once. Are you ready? White bread. Okay. Whole wheat. All right. Rye bread. Sourdough. Uh-huh. Multi, multigrain. <laughs> Baguette. Okay. Oh, wow. Kiabara. Okay. Popnickel bread. Kala. Wow. Brooch. <laughs> Flat bread. Okay. Uh, Fokakia. Are you kidding? <laughs> okay. Cornbread. All right. Banana bread. Uh-huh. Grissini. Okay. All right. We need to push this one. Okay. <laughs> Croissant. Yes. Pita bread. Uh-huh. Naan. Okay. Tortilla. What about, what about soda bread? Whoa. <laughs> okay. All right. A few weeks ago, I heard two ladies in the city talking about Ezekiel bread. Oh, yeah? <laughs> okay. I couldn't wait to get home and show off on your sister, Ella. So, I burst through the door and went before her and I was thinking, hey, hey, you haven't heard about Ezekiel bread. I have one on you. I have Ezekiel bread. And she looked at me puzzled. She said, what's the matter with you? You, you okay? I said, uh, yes. He said, you have been eating Ezekiel bread in your breakfast for the past three weeks. I said, no, 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 that's not me. No, 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 that's not me. How does it taste? She looked at me. You, you should tell me how it tastes. <laughs> so you have been feeding me these things without telling me what is in my breakfast? She said, calm down. How was your day? I said, you just messed it up. <laughs> now, the, the, the ingredients of Ezekiel bread are listed on the wrap. Almost like in Ezekiel chapter 4 verse 9. And this is what it says. Take wheat and barley, beans and lentils, millet and spelt. Put them in a storage jar and use them to make bread for yourself. Bread is from God, my brothers and sisters. Okay? We, do, we may not see the farmer put the seeds on the ground, but everything comes from the hand of God. In Exodus chapter 16, verses 4 to 5, the Lord told Moses, I rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. Bread always played a significant role in the life of God's people. In the old days, when anyone invited somebody, 
to a meal, it was to break bread with them. In the New Testament, we see Jesus multiply five little loaves and two fish to feed about 20,000 or more people. A basket load of leftovers was gathered by each apostle. Here in the States, unlike third world countries, bread may be insignificant in people's diet. Anytime you hear, give us our daily bread, your mind probably just jumps to poor children in Somalia, Tanzania, and Soweto. For the rich, asking God for daily bread may sound meaningless, giving the type of food they need for sustenance. What are we praying for when we ask God give us this day our daily bread and our food pantries are stacked with varieties of bread? What are brothers and sisters in third world countries praying for? Does give us this day our daily bread in times of abundance? Still relevant more than 2,000 years after Jesus taught his disciples this prayer? Why? What is daily bread for the rich? And what does it mean for the poor? I say without hesitation that give us this day our daily bread is as relevant today as any time, if not more. King David says in the book of Psalms that we are children of God and we are always needy. Therefore, each of us needs a balanced diet of ingredients found in our daily bread. For the poor, Bread is an essential source of protein, fat, and carbohydrates for daily physical sustenance. For those of us for whom bread is is a non-essential food item, daily bread represents the totality of things we need each day. They are the ingredients of good health, safety, peace, and wisdom in relationships. They are the needs of the newly divorced, confused as to what to do next. It is the homeowner whose repair bills are piling up. They are the needs of couples whose marriages are hanging in the thread. We each hunger for different things at different times. We are needy for a variety of things at various levels and quantities. We are to continue asking our Father in heaven each day for our daily bread and sustenance. Just as we have physical bread, there is spiritual bread. Jesus is our spiritual bread of life, our daily sustenance. The book of John tells us that Jesus is Messiah and the I am. In one of the I am statements, Jesus declares in John chapter 6, verse 35, that I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. The bread of life is Jesus. And we are to seek him daily. Through the reading of the word of God, the Holy Bible. He is the American card we can't leave home without. We have talked much about our dependence on God, so also realize that in give us this day our daily bread, there is godly contentment. This prayer requires us to be content with only today's bread. 
Not tomorrow's, not yesterday's, but today's bread. We have to ask for daily provision, not a year's supply. Be assured that our Father in heaven knows what each of us needs. So ask only for today's bread. For sufficient for today is his own trouble. Exodus 16 tells us that manna from heaven came with God's specific instructions and a warning. Gather only what is sufficient for a day's need. None should be left over till the next morning. On the sixth day, gather twice as much bread enough for next day, the Sabbath. The warning? This bread will rot, stink, and covered with worms if God's directions are not followed. The Lord cautioned the Israelites and believers of today the importance of following his directions. We must trust him to provide for us day by day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread teaches us contentment and satisfaction with our own blessings. We should know that little is much in the hands of God. Remember that the five little loaves of bread and two fish in the hands of Christ fed thousands with baskets of leftover. Philippians 4.19 says that our God meets all our needs according to the glory of his riches in Christ Jesus. Listen to what our Lord Jesus tells us in Matthew 6.34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow we worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of his own. I love the prayer of Agar in Proverbs chapter 30, verses 7, 9. Two things I ask of you. Deny them not to me before I die. Keep falsehood and lies from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, Who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and still and so dishonor the name of my God. My brothers and sisters, let's learn to trust God. I was so excited this morning when I heard my sister Diane saying, trust, trust. Let us trust God. That is why 1 Peter 5, 7 tells us, cast all our cares on him for he cares for us. He knows our needs and he's so personal with us that he knows the number of hairs on our heads. Now, anytime you run a comb or brush through your hair and some come off in bits and clumps, he just subtracts a little bit of numbers. Look at me, what can I tell you? Brothers and sisters, in give us this day, our daily bread, there is compassion. And generosity. This prayer is for all of us and ours. The Lord Jesus could have easily have taught his disciples to say, Give me this day my daily bread. But no, he didn't. He made it about us and ours. It is not a prayer petition that focuses on you and me, it is a family prayer. It is prayer for every brother and sister in Christ. Those that are near, those that are far away, those in other nations of the world. 
brothers and sisters anywhere starving without food on their tables, roof over their heads, clothes on their back, shoes on their feet. This prayer petition is for the human family, especially Christian families. It is compassion for all people of faith who struggle daily for bread or the necessities of life. This is a call for generosity to those of lesser means. Those of us in abundance ought to pray with generosity in our hearts and the willingness to share with others. 1 John chapter 3, verses 17 to 18 says, If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother and sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Jesus tells us in the parable of the rich fool, in Luke chapter 12, that life is more than abundance in possessions. A rich fool had a great harvest and said to himself, Hey, you have plenty of grain laid off for many years. Take life easy. Eat and drink and be merry. But God said to him, You fool. <laughs> you fool. This day, this very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? Jesus concluded with a warning that this is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich towards God. Notice that not rich towards God simply means not sharing with others. Remember that none of us is promised tomorrow. And Job tells us that the Lord gave it and take it. Pastor Brian taught us last week that when we pray, we ought to ask God what his will or plan is for us. This has been my prayer for quite some time. Anytime I visit home from here and I'm looking for help, those that often show up are my old schoolmates, guys that I play soccer with. They appear badly worn down by the events of life that it is hard for me sometimes to recognize them. Some come barefooted, clothes torn, and tattered. They labor all day, and at the end, they are so thankful and beg to return the next day for the minimum wage. It's like God yanks a cover from my face to show me where he has brought me. How far he has brought me, cleaned me up, and rained down his divine favor on my life. What did I do to deserve his blessings? And why would he look down on all the people at home and pull me out? I ask him this all the time. It really gets me emotional. Living in London for a few years and coming to this country have been the greatest miracles in my life. The question is, why me? Why, what did I do to deserve so many blessings? The blessings of my wife, Ella. All my brothers and sisters, children, grandchildren, businesses. Our move from the city to Brewster. You, my church family. Totally beyond what I could ever have imagined. 
My family and I feel called to serve. We have started uh, giving uh, back to our home community. We are building computer classrooms in the primary schools in my town. We collect used books, computers, hospital equipment, phone, iPads, and ship them home. It is our passion, and please pray for us that the Lord continues to give us the strength and the desire to do this and many more. Over the years, we have all witnessed the effects of severe storms here in our communities and neighborhoods. I always tell my friends that perhaps the Lord uses disasters to keep us grounded. He reminds us that we are not to feel too far ahead of third world nations. Look at what, uh, what happened during COVID. This country, the greatest in the world, came to a halt. Have you noticed that when we have, we're only one storm away from third world nations? Power outage during storms radically changes our ways of life. I want to conclude with this story. Ella and I were completely unprepared when Sandy hit. We had no hot water. Food was low. The sink was piled high with dishes. Our phones were dead. And she kept complaining about not having hot water and all the things that she couldn't do. We were very frustrated. And it was total chaos at home. With everything going wrong, she kept asking me, what am I supposed to do with the dishes? What am I supposed to do with the dishes? Look, your brother couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> so I started yelling. Hey, last time I checked, we, were both, we are both from developing countries. We are both from third world countries. In your country, they wash dishes by the river. They wash clothes by the river. Now, there's a lake right here. Take the dishes there and wash them. And while I do it, do the laundry too. What's your problem? Who told me to say that? I was banished to the couch. For a long time. The bedroom door slammed shut. I will apply for a visa for the bathroom. Denied. But for God, guys, don't be ignorant like me, okay? Those words were mean and harsh, and I paid dearly for them. So when you are in similar situations, do what I have learned to do. Ask our Father in heaven to give you day by day as your daily bread, 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 to 7, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not dishonor others. Love is not self-seeking and not easily angered. Amen and amen. Let us pray.